0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday night, Monday morning, and we are doing this for the first time ever via Zoom. As you know, the uh, weather up here in North Mississippi, not great. We are not able to get together in the afternoon, and by now the roads are just a little iffy. So we're going to do this this way. We'll see how it comes out. have no idea. I was telling Joel before we got started, no idea what kind of sound quality or anything we have tonight. We're all going to find this out together. But we appreciate you guys tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. Hope you guys are staying warm and staying safe. Looks like it's going to be a bad day here in the state of Mississippi uh, if you're or across the south, really, uh, as this winter weather takes, uh, takes hold. So please do what you can to stay home and stay safe uh, throughout this. I want to thank our sponsors, who I would not recommend you go see today. Maybe, to, maybe a little later in the week, you can head over to Strange Brew Coffeehouse. You're going to need to warm up. There's no question about that. Joel, do you have enough Strange Brews for an extended quarantine at home?
1: I'm good. We'll have Strange Brew West up and running over here in Stark Vegas, and uh, I would like to remind everyone too that as long as you have electricity, you can still order and get that stuff shipped to you uh, yeah. la- later on. So that
0: I don't know the that there, Strange Brew has a plow that can t- bring it to your door. Maybe that's a million dollar idea. Strange <laughs> Brew sl- sn- coffee and snow plow. They clear your streets and they have coffee. Zambruni. I don't know. I'm trying a to- Zambruni machine. Joel, it's a million dollar idea. We've done it again. <laughs> We've done it again. Uh, so yeah, as soon as we get a, a little, little little, safer on the roads, definitely head over to Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or a Brewpolo in Tupelo. College Corner, good thing you can shop online. That way you can get it shipped right to you. But Of course, once, they, uh, once we get... I don't know what it's like down there in Jackson in Central Mississippi. Hopefully a little bit better, but I don't know. Uh, but if you haven't already ordered a hoodie, well, don't you feel like a fool right now, as cold as it is outside. What's that, Joel Coleman's work? Nice. I mean, I gotta be, gotta be warm. I'm about to get some company here, Joel. He's, he's coming our way. You coming up here? He's <laughs> just gonna sit there. You're not gonna get Joel. Joel has a video view. He's not gonna get to see you. Uh, but Seamus is uh, it's about to make they make his uh thunder lighting debut. As you all know, Samson, Nagamemnon, God rest their souls, have made. Appearances on this show before. We'll see if Seamus has anything to say a little later in the podcast. But College Corner, I don't know if they have any cat products there, Seamus. I don't know if they got like cat sweaters and stuff. Uh, But if they did, I would certainly order you one. But you can order yourself something right now. Go to collegecornerstore.com or when you get out, shopping their two locations in Jackson. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, they're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You shouldn't have to make a choice between a business big enough to serve all of your needs and small enough to help you out with service, that's why there's Advantage Business Systems. They can do both. They are a big enough company that handles everything you're going to need as far as technology goes. But when it comes time for service, you get the local personal touch that you can only get with a Mississippi company. Mississippi company, Mississippi people doing business with Mississippians for nearly 50 years. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com and you find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business, Joel. Uh, it's about time to have some difficult conversations. I think because yeah. you and I were at the hump on Saturday, and Mississippi State was flat out embarrassed by Vanderbilt. Uh, I believe final score seventy two fifty one. Vandy was in complete control of the game from start to finish. State simply could not stop them. Uh, this is now. If you look at the LSU game, it's and the there's there's two there's a couple of outliers. Iowa State and LSU. And what I mean by that is even though that's a win and a loss, those are the only two games the Bulldogs have been able to score points, basically, in these last – in this, this losing uh, skid they've been on where they've lost six of the last eight. They scored 73 on uh, Alabama. But beyond that, in these losses, uh, they've, they've only been over uh, 60 points, I think, once, and that's in the LSU game. They were under 60 for Ole Miss, for Texas A&M, uh, for Tennessee – Arkansas. They did beat South Carolina, but offensively, this team has just sort of ground to a halt. Now, I'll give Howland some credit. He hasn't exactly, you know, he's, he's changing some things up in the lineup. Derek Fountain got his first start. I thought he played okay, but he wasn't as good as he was off the bench. That's been sort of the, one of the issues for this team this year, as they can't find that, that three man to, to make it work. You know, they've tried putting Jalen Johnson in there, they tried with Cam Matthews. They try with Davon Smith and then try to go with three guards. That they can't figure out how to work that lineup, and that's been that's been one of many problems.
1: It is, and I mean, to an extent, that's to be expected a little bit when you look at some of the guys that's been filling that th- those spots. I mean, Davon Smith, freshman. Uh, you know, Fountain, freshman. Cameron Matthews, freshman. I mean, it's to be expected that you're going to have some, you know. Bumps in the road there. And, uh, I, look, when I look at the big picture of this team, and I know we'll we'll talk more big picture probably as we go along here, but if you would have told us coming into the year, I mean, shoot, this team was predicted to finish, what, 12th in the in the SEC? Is that yes. right?
0: Yes.
1: Um, and, and they're playing all these freshmen and things. And, and, look, they're on a path to finish somewhere around 12th in the SEC, right, where everybody thought they would. Mm-hmm. I get why people are aggravated. We've discussed it numerous times on the show. Mm-hmm. I still, to, to beat the drum that I think we've kind of been beating the last couple of weeks, think that people wouldn't be as frustrated if things hadn't happened the way they've happened.
0: Right. And, and I think, I forget what message board I saw it on. It may have been six back. It may have been 24-7. But basically, you look at the way the team played once Molinar came back, right? They lost those first two games and Molinar wasn't in there. And then, so that's forgivable. The, the only game they lose in non-conference is to Dayton, who's a decent team. Yeah. Then they went. They go start off 3-1 and one in conference play. What that says is it's obvious this team is better than the way they're playing right now. Yes. But the breaks, you know, have sort of fallen off on this team right this second. And now they're, they're, they're I mean, you look at the remaining games. Uh, I mean, they play South Carolina this Wednesday, a team they just beat, but. The way they're playing right now, you can't have a whole ton of confidence they're going to win that game. Then they're at Ole Miss. They still have to play Alabama again. They have to travel to Auburn. Um, they have to go to Texas A&M, where they, who they've already lost to at home. It's time to ask the real – we'll ask the hard question here. If they don't win again, is that going to be that for Ben
1: Howe? <sighs> I'll tell you what, man, it – it seems like it would be very a very 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 difficult sell at that point if you're Mississippi state to have him him back cuz i mean you expect next season if you think next year that the humps going to be wide open again and and you can have the ability at least to put 10,000 in there if you could sell that many tickets if all you know regulations right, right. are going to all that that whole 9 yards I mean, Would right like now. To think
0: that by November of next year, that's going to be the case. Too.
1: You'd like to think so. So I, I mean, here's the way to look at this. I, I haven't. I mean, I don't know what John Cohen is thinking about this particular situation, but I know what he has thought about situations in the past, and that is, he is a big, he is a big picture thinker. Is the program headed in the right direction? That that's that's how he thinks. Which I mean. As an AD, that's how you have to think. I'll ask you today, if State loses out and you can sell 10,000 tickets for the hump, next year a season opener, how many people's in there to watch a Ben Howland coach team if this team does finish 0-7 or whatever it would be if you consider a loss in the SEC tournament? I mean, it, it may look like it looked this past – I mean, there, there would be there, – no a home
0: football games. game that weekend? Because if <laughs> there is, I can maybe get two 3,000 in there. Otherwise – I don't really know the answer to that question. Not a lot. Not yeah, a lot. that's you know apathy is definitely setting it. it. It's it's. I'm getting to the point now where I'm not getting as many angry tweets and angry comments. I'm getting a yeah. lot more. Of, I didn't know we were playing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah. know the game was on.
1: A- I mean, it, here's here's something that you and I cannot answer though that plays into this completely. Where is Mississippi State financially right now? Right, because that is a humongous part of this equation. I don't I, – I literally don't know the – look, it, it's an SEC school. They bring in a lot of money. SEC just got a humongous deal with ESPN or whatever that's coming up. And, and I mean, I, I get that money's flowing, so maybe they're fine. But we all know that Mississippi State likes to – I mean, dating back to Larry Templeton, one thing you can certainly say for him is he liked to keep it in the black, you know. And, yeah. I mean, John Cohen has done a good job with that. Everybody's done a good job with not spending – a ton of money and wasting it, you know? And, and so I don't know from a financial standpoint where Mississippi State is and if they are in a position to where they would be willing to say, you know what, this season has not gone down the stretch like we think it should. It's time to make a change. I, I don't know if they're in a financial position to where that's even a possibility.
0: But there's a flip side to that coin. Are, is, there, is the financial position better to say, okay, we can't afford to fire him Or is it better to say, we're not going to sell any season tickets next year? No one's coming to the games. No one's going to buy concessions. No one's paying for parking passes. Can you afford not to? Can you afford not to fire? I I don't buy into the idea that Ben Howland isn't a good coach. The guy's resume is too good. Yep. And he did – every year he was at Mississippi State, he got better until last year. I still think a lot of the perception problems – with this team, spawned from last year, not, make, not being squarely in the NCAA tournament when the season ended. The team was too talented not to be in the tournament. They shouldn't have been on the bubble, and they shouldn't have been where they were at all, which was on the, on the bubble of the bubble. But instead, they underachieved, and you lose four great players. And then, you know, this year, like I said, I think people would have been okay with the team not being great, but then they showed you they could be pretty good. And they've lost – Vanderbilt's not a good team. Texas A&M is not a good team. Ole Miss at the time was not playing well. They're playing well now. Um, you should have won those games. And, and even just a couple of more wins, and I think there wouldn't be any heat on Ben Howard. But he just fi- keeps finding ways to lose. And that's well, again, what happened.
1: Again, what it's not that even happened? that, Brian. I mean, you could, you could do the rearrange game and, and yeah. say, you know what, you beat Ole Miss and you lost to Missouri.
0: Right. If you, you know, lost to Missouri and Florida, but beaten Ole Miss and Texas A and M, yes, nobody's I mean, nobody's mad right this second. Exactly. You know, you, and when you look ahead to next Saturday, when when you and I will be in Oxford, Howland's probably going to lose that game. He's gonna be four and eight or four and nine, I think, maybe against Ole Miss, and that's just not a record that a Mississippi State head coach in any sport can suck, can have and have any kind of fan support. Nobody's gonna go for that, especially when you think. In his, in his, what, this is his sixth season, Ole Miss has been to the tournament twice. They might make it this year, but, you know, they're on the bubble. And it's, just, it's just not going to be acceptable to Mississippi State fans, by and large. And then you look at, at, at Kermit Davis bringing in a five-star recruit, the top guy in the state next year. When's the last time Ole Miss got the top guy in the state? That's either a guy who's been out of, gone out of state, gone to the NBA back in the old days, or gone to Mississippi State. You know, not since the Profine guys has Ole Miss been able to do that. So, for Hallin, I mean, this is just a dangerous time for him right now. He has no support within the family, none. You can't find a person willing to put their neck out for Ben Hallen right now. Um, obviously, you know, attendance is what it is because of COVID, but I think I feel pretty safe in telling you that you, what you just said was correct. I don't know how many more people there would have been in the hump Saturday. Had everything been wide open, maybe I mean, I guess there were what a thousand people could have been there. There weren't a thousand people, maybe oh. maybe three or four hundred. I don't know that there would have been two thousand people in, in, in the hump. I mean, that doesn't sound very good, but it's true. Uh, there, there there would have only been one uh, six time world champion in the hump. By the way, Johnny Pippen <laughs> was there. Saw him down there with his kid. His kid's a pretty good basketball player. Not as good sure, as his yeah. dad, but pretty good. It's just frustrating. And I get the frustration of fans and I get the frustration. The administration has to be frustrated, too, because, you know, when you hire a guy like Ben Howland, and I think I said this to you on Saturday, when you hire Ben Howland, you don't sit there and think, gosh, by year six, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the conference. You you, you don't think that you think, "Okay, he's going to build this program up and they're going to get better year by year. And that's what was happening the first. Even if you want to look at year three and say they underachieved, they still won a lot of games. They won more games than they won the year before. They made a deep run in the NIT. The next year, they were the NCAA tournament. And I, th- there's three levels of issues with how. One is this team, the way it's played this year. One is the way last year's team played and didn't have itself squarely into the tournament. And then you can go back one more year and the loss to Liberty. I never considered that team to have underachieved. Right? I thought they were a good team all year. They were a top, what, five seed in the NCAA tournament. That's about where they should have been, but they lost that NCAA tournament game to Liberty, and it, it just stuck in people's crawl the wrong way. And yeah. then you go to the next year, and you don't get into the you weren't going to get into the NCAA tournament unless you won a few games in the SEC tournament. And now you have this year where you showed some flashes of being a pretty decent team, and instead now, you like I said, midseason you've lost six of eight, and it doesn't appear to be getting any better. And you look like you're on your way to a – 13 and 17 kind of year. Nobody could have projected that when Ben Howland was high. So by and large, you know, John Cohen's going to have a decision to make at the end of this year. This team, uh, the team could start playing better. They could win at Oxford on Saturday, find a way to beat South Carolina this Wednesday, or I guess that's uh, next week. And, and you know, that, get a couple of wins there, maybe win at Texas A&M. If they finish three and three. That changes the entire picture. It
1: changes perceptions and perception is reality it is and and something else to think about here brian i mean can let's play this out and and let's say mississippi state does go in a different direction i mean we we all saw the leap that iverson molinar made from last year to this year um we we've seen a, a dj stewart that you know regardless of whether or not you think he's an alpha dog he's a better player this year than he was last year what if? What if those two just kind of maintain what they are, and you see strides forward made by Davon Smith, who has continually gotten better this yeah. year, and you see strides forward made by Fountain and Cam Matthews and Abdul Adu. You know, he ha- he doesn't give you anything offensively, and, and he's gone. And, and maybe you know, you got Tolu Smith out there sliding to the five. He, he yeah. the five. And, and I mean, I guess I'm painting a picture here where all these guys that have started to, you know. I know the results don't bear it out, but they've even proved under Ben Howland to an extent. They have. Um, if you if you part ways with Ben Howland, how many of those guys are you going to have next? I mean, are you are you starting? Are you just blowing the entire operation? Up? And some people would say, "Well, good, it needs to be blown up." But right. I, I, I don't know. When I see what I've seen this year, I don't know that it needs to be
0: completely blown up. I mean, that's another thing that that's, I think about. That's that's if you're trying to make the case to keep Ben Howland, that's the case right there. That he does have a good core of players. That have improved. Molinar and Stewart are much better than they were a season ago. Tolu Smith has met the elite at the very minimum. Met the expectations we had for him. He's basically a double double guy. He's close to it. Uh, Davon Smith has gotten better throughout the year. Derek Fountain has gotten better throughout the year. Abdul Adu, I mean, he just is what he is at this point. If you go out and find another, you know, good player on the transfer portal, probably need to find a point guard, a true point guard to back up Davon Smith, and, or, or maybe even start over Davon Smith. I don't know. But you need a point guard and maybe another guy, you know, somewhere down low. Because, you know, I don't. if your first guy off the bench at the five is Quentin Post, I don't know about that. Yeah. But somebody else, you know, that can battle and be down low. I think Cam Matthews next year can take a jump forward offensively, you would like to hope. Defensively, he's great. Then, yeah, you can make the case that, Look, Ben Hallen took he recruited all these guys. He's getting them better. This is a down year. You know, we just don't have the experience. I told I remember the first press conference we had with Howland this uh, this past year, I guess in 2020. And I, I asked him, I said, Look, this team reminds me a lot of your second year because you lost, you know, from first year you lost Ware and Sward and Thomas and Travis Daniels and Malik Newman. And I remember him saying, don't say that, don't say that. Well, that's sort of where we are now is this team. They don't have enough. They just don't have the, the, what it takes to win. They don't know how to win. Yep. Yeah. They don't know how to – when it comes time to win, they can't do it. And, the, unfortunately, the past couple of games it's been when they start falling behind, they're they're, they're sort of – you're not seeing that same positive body language that you saw and, and, and positive attitude. That's a bad sign for Howland as well. So. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really thought – that's another issue here is it's very – you're treading dangerous territory when you talk about a a team quit or whatever because you just don't know, you know. You don't really – but their body language and stuff kind of looked like they were pouting a good bit this past Saturday. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. It kind of looked like they were – I don't think they really quit, but it sure seemed like mentally they weren't in it.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree 100% because – I mean, they fell behind early in the game, and they never really made a run. There was never a time where they, they cut the, – You know, I think the lead was double digits the entire second half. There was never a time where they even cut it to nine yeah. and made it look like, hey, you know, if they could get a stop here, they could get back into the game. There was just never that point.
1: And Iverson Molinar in postgame used that magic phrase that I kind of listen for sometimes when it mm-hmm. comes time to to think about – you know, where teams are with their coach and stuff. And look, maybe Iverson Molinar just in the in the heat of the moment post game was looking for something to say. But he he mentioned that this team isn't playing hard enough. They have to play hard. And when I think of hard, I think of effort. And when I think yeah. of you have to coach effort, that, that's a well, that's what, a red, a what red did I say
0: during football season, right? I feel like effort is the minimum I can expect, <laughs> right? I expect you to if I don't care if you win, but at least play hard. That that's the minimum I have to expect from somebody. So if somebody tells me they're not playing hard, I got a lot of issues with that. Yeah. So, and you're right, Molinar could just be just—he's just talking. You know, he just lost; he's not in a good mood. I get that, but if that's the truth, that's a big problem. So, this—I this, mean, a month ago, I would have said I don't care what the results of this season are. And it's funny how things. This is why I always say, like, every week is its own season. Yeah, what happened last week and what happens this week your opinions can, can go up and down. Nothing is ever I, – I don't set anything in stone when I talk. I, mean, I When I get new information, I act on it. And I would have told you a month ago, no chance for Ben Hall to get fired. The same way I would have told you – that's the way I did tell you guys the day before the Egg Bowl, no way Joe Moorhead gets fired. But then you get new information and you have to change your opinion. And I'm telling you now that if this team – Collapses, continues to collapse the way it's doing, there's going to be a decision to make. And there's just, there's just no way around that. Because I do think that you're at the point where you can't afford – if they go – what are they? They're 11 and 11, right? Yeah. They have five more games. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, plus SEC tournament. But, yeah. So, six more games. I'm not going to give them a win in the SEC <laughs> tournament. If they go 11 and 17 or even 12 and 16, you're going to have to talk about it. It's just going to have to be that way. To me,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, there's no doubt about it at this point. You are at least trending towards the direction to where that conversation's got to be had, yeah. And I agree. now, now that, that the, the brakes could certainly be slammed on that if they win in Oxford and if they beat South Carolina AM or something, like we said earlier, finish yeah. three and three or something. Then, yeah. then, if they
0: finish it, if they finish the season 500, okay, you're gonna be okay, yeah. You know, let's let's go to next year. And then now, regardless of what happens, if he, if he, if he keeps his job, next year is the do or die year. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt about there's it. No, there's no question. Next year, with that team that you're that you should be bringing back, that's an NCAA tournament team, or you, you're just going to have to move on. So, I don't think it's time to put together a hot list just yet. But Joel, you know, I know you need. I know you love a good content idea. Might not be a bad idea just to start researching some names, just so you could have an article or, or an article or five. Think about it like this, right? You know, Bulldog Hot List. It's just one guy. And then tomorrow we'll have another guy. And then you got a whole week of guys. Maybe two a day. I'm just giving you ideas here for content. That's how we get we're gonna aggregate the hell out of that. Make it happen. All right. Let's move on over and let's watch you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I saw some folks uh, enjoying the Welcome Home Beef Valentine's Day special. Well played, Y'all, including one of our listeners who drove down from Oxford to get to Welcome Home Beef. I mean, I don't—if that's not a loyal customer and listener, I don't know what is. Shout out to Patton Paris. Looked like he enjoyed his uh, his Valentine's meal as well. That could have been you if you had called to Welcome Home Beef. But the good news is, you can always go to Welcome Home Beef. They're open. Six days a week, (coughs) excuse me. And they will always provide you with delicious grain-fed, locally-sourced beef, burgers, steaks, roasts, and all the other cuts you're looking for. They've got Wagyu products all the time. And you can always just make the request, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Welcome Home Beef can put it together for you. And it's a lot of our lucky uh, markets up here in North Mississippi. Again, not today, because you shouldn't be out shopping, but they're going to be providing local uh, Welcome Home Beef products to you at the grocery store. So welcomehomebeef.com or call them at 662-268-8148. Maybe not today. Might not be open. Don't know. And you can get some great steaks on the grill very, very soon. And when you do, cook them up. One thing's for sure. It just tastes good. All right. Oh, also want to talk about two brothers. Don't forget, baseball season, just uh, two weeks away from baseball here in Starkville, assuming the the ice age doesn't continue to – overtake us here and that means you're going to be in Starkville for some baseball two brothers is the place to be when that happens before you get to the game head over to two brothers if we have some nice weather the porch is a great great hangout spot but if you have to sit inside hey nothing wrong with that too because they've got some of the best food in Starkville southern soul food with a funky fusion barbecue tacos wings nachos burgers sandwiches they've got it all up there including I'm gonna give you guys a little uh well, inside info here. I don't know if you've ever had them there, Joel, but they're cheese grits. Ooh. Oh, they're good. They're good. And I'm not a huge, huge grits fan. I like grits enough to keep my southern card, but theirs are good. So I'm just throwing that out there. So, maybe, give it, maybe you want to give that a try next time you're at Two Brothers at 621 University Drive. Great food, great drinks, great company at Two Brothers Smoked. Meets Joel. Are we going to be playing baseball this weekend or is the icepocalypse going to cancel that?
1: I mean, that's a fantastic question, and I sure hope they play. But I mean, you, you we're going down a dangerous road here when yeah, you and I are trying to be meteorologists. meteorologists. But, um, I, you would have to decide that pretty quickly, wouldn't you, though? Because I, I haven't talked to, to Lamonis and company yet, I don't know when they're planning to leave. but you would have to think that that's something they're going to have to iron out Monday or Tuesday, right? Yeah, I mean, it feels <laughs> that way
0: because, I mean, the winter weather is supposed to be continuing through the week.
1: Yeah, there's another system moving through midweek, so yeah, don't know what that's it, supposed it, to it's do. It's to,
0: empty at this point, and that would just be one of the biggest – I mean, they have this incredible tournament set up, and they may not – get the, uh, that would be a, a serious, uh, serious bummer. No, I mean not just for you know, how many fans have already planned that trip and everything else. So. But
1: but Globe Life Field
0: in and of itself is a dome. Is a dome. I can, mean you, you can close if travel it. is safe. They will play the games. That yeah. that that's the good news. All it just has to be safe travel. It doesn't have to be necessarily be good weather. Yeah. It can be pouring down rain in Dallas or snowing in Dallas that day. If they in Arlington, if they can get to the stadium safely, they'll play the baseball games.
1: And, and as for here in Mississippi, again, I don't know what it's supposed to do in Arlington. But I mean, it's supposed to, I think, get back above freezing on Wednesday. Now, granted, like you said, another system or something might possibly come through, but maybe there's a window somewhere that they can fly out or something. I don't know, but I would have to guess, given the level of event this is that the only way it does. Yeah. I can't see any way that they're going to be quick with the trigger to cancel it.
0: No, no, no. This they'll definitely give this as much time as they possibly can. Uh, Gosh, it's been such a long wait for college baseball. They were, of course, the sport that had its season just – I mean, it was just starting to start, really. I mean, conference was starting up. We've waited so long. And it's been such a tough year athletically yeah. here at Mississippi State. Everybody's just waiting on baseball. Yeah, I mean, Hopefully it will not uh, get taken away from us this first weekend.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny to think about that it's been nearly two calendar years since we've seen an SEC baseball game, like SEC versus SEC. Yeah, Mississippi State,
0: great. South Carolina was the last season, last series of the 2019 season, I believe.
1: Yeah, something like that. Of course, then you had the tournament, and I can't remember mm-hmm. if in, like, regional play if or super regional, if you had SEC schools against each other. You probably did somewhere. But Probably in regional play, yeah.
0: I have, well, no, 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 not in regional. Uh, not play. in regional, super, super somewhere. Trying to think. I'm trying to think back now. I don't think that you did. I think they were able to avoid it. So, whatever. Anyway. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, another thing to consider is spring football is should be starting pretty soon. You and I are going to have some position breakdowns. thing. not not that the weather is going to affect that, but got to imagine just looking at the baseball schedule. We can't be more than a week or two away from the start of that, right? Maybe maybe two weeks tops. Start of March.
1: It, it feels like it's got to be coming quick. Um, I, usually, you know, that's kind of plotted around like Super All Weekend th- and, and things and. Again, uh, another thing there where, I mean, do you have a Super Bowl weekend? Do you, do you not? Because that, I, I don't know the answer to these questions. But if you can have some level of it, um, then spring football will be planned around it so that you can have the maroon-white game that weekend. Um, yeah. Would
0: you, wouldn't you think that would still be, you know, was scheduled for the Ole Miss weekend last year? Last year, Probably the yeah. same this year, wouldn't you think?
1: That would be my guess. But, yeah. again, it's, it's strictly a guess. That seems to be what would make the most sense.
0: We'll find out, I guess, sooner or later. Yeah, they haven't even uh, – I think it's supposed to be happening, hopefully, this week. They haven't even announced all the times yet for uh, any games past this first weekend. The so yeah. state plays on Tuesday the 23rd, I believe.
1: Yeah, and I think usually, like, early in the year, you have a lot of 4 p.m. games. You usually do. I, I don't know yeah. if that's something that they'll keep up with Well, I maybe mean, sort of, you
0: know, weather is obviously involved. If it's cold, they'll try to move it up and things like that. But
1: And I wonder a little bit. Since you do have fewer fans this year, do you kind of do you lean more towards some of those early?
0: You yeah, I mean, you could have a one on first pitch if you wanted to, because I mean, not going to be with, you know a few hundred people there anyway. So, so I, I don't know. And then, of course,
1: as uh, everybody listening to this probably knows by now, Mississippi State's women's schedule continues to get just yeah. I mean. Not just on Sunday. They played
0: Old Miss today on, on Sunday. And Actually, they're supposed to cancel.
1: Supposed to play Tennessee in a makeup game on Tuesday. No that chance game. that happened. I don't see that happening. No chance. I mean, of course, they didn't play the two Vandy games because of yeah. COVID issues with Vandy. Yeah. Um, earlier in the year, was it Southern Miss? They lost because Southern Miss was I mean, shut the down. They're supposed to
0: play at Auburn on Tuesday in men's basketball. That seems yeah. unlikely to happen. That seems right?
1: very iffy. So, so yeah, you, you may have, this may be a week of just.
0: I'm Not up entirely sure board. that we'll go to Oxford on Saturday, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, we'll just have to see. It's going to be very iffy. Obviously, follow Joel and I on Twitter when we have information. We will get it to you guys. I have no idea how long this podcast has been. We normally have a little timer up while we record. I think it's. I think we're good. We'll find out. I think I it's been
1: about. If I if I had to guess, it's around the twenty five minute mark or so.
0: That'll work for me. Hope we don't know if we'll be doing this tomorrow. Uh, if Zoom again. I. I would imagine this is probably how it's going to be. Hopefully the sound quality has been good. Uh, when I listen to it, I'll, I'll let you know. And uh, we'll be back with you this week. Sports Talk Mississippi, as I, as I have been told right now, is still a go. I cannot imagine I'll be in the studio. You might see me right here, uh, as Joel is seeing me right now, here in my recliner <laughs> as I do the show. Uh, but we'll figure that out. Uh, we were planning to be on the air there at 3 o'clock p.m. Uh, as we are on all Super Talk stations. Guys, have a great Monday. Stay safe. Stay warm. Do everything you can to stay inside. Let's get through this together and move back at it very soon. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.